Welcome back to Breaking the Mold Podcast. I'm your host, Elisa, and today I'm talking to Rubina Burnaby. She's a content creator who started creating her platform in 2020 after losing her job and picking up the hobby of skating. She was filming videos of her growth, documenting the whole thing, giving tips and incorporating motivational messages, and it blew up. She currently has a platform of cumulative of 75,000 followers, and she's also gone on to incorporate travel into her content and career, where she hosts travel groups and they travel worldwide. The first time that I found her was a video that she did in collaboration with Facebook, and it showed her in her family home, speaking to her dad and asking him the famous question, do you know what I do? And she spoke really openly about how she felt the pressure to follow a traditional career path, something within the realm of doctor, lawyer, nurse, something that her family would have been proud of given the generation that they were from and where they're from, and the courage it took to really ask herself those hard questions and figure out the path that would be true to her. And she's been able to do that. So this conversation was really inspiring. She talks about how you have to embrace failure, talking to yourself, really getting to know yourself and just the journey it takes to create a life exactly on your own terms. So it completely fell into the mission of this podcast. And I hope you get as much as I got out of the conversation and I'll see you at the end. I was thinking that I was going to start potentially just reading the reasons I wanted you on the show. Oh, I love that. I sent you the notes of like my research and planning to ask. And I was just thinking like that was for myself. Just wrap my mind around like why I'm doing this, why I wanted her on. And then I sent it to you and you're like, oh my God. And then I I started crying. Yeah. (laughs) I took a video of me lightly sobbing. Oh my God. As soon as I start crying, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I've never done it, but like content. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like, this is really happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I love so that. So I kind of wanted to read it and then like we could get into like you explaining like what you do. Yeah, and let's do it. Okay. I need this. So it was like the reason I wanted her on the show, her free spirit, her passion in bringing people along her self-love journey, being an example of living freely and comfortably in your own skin by constantly challenging yourself, her film work and how it delivers messages, how she's willing and openly living outside the box and figuring out her way how she's incorporated travel into her life and profession, the lesson she shares, and the workshop she hosts. Wow. So this, yeah. You make me sound pretty good. (laughs) No. Um, When you put it into a paragraph, (laughs) I don't think it hits me that I do those things Mm. until I see someone else. I like packaged it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You packaged it. Let me put that on my resume. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could use this little clip. Yeah. Like I said, like that was like me just like, what I interpreted from your content, yeah. but I do want to hear like more about like what you do and how you would describe it. You know, it's so funny because when people ask me, what do you do? My, the shorter list is, what don't I do, girl? It's already work to just be, to just exist here in this economy, in this society. Yeah. But what I do, my, my work, I think, motivator, content creator, roller skater, and I'm still a bartender sometimes. Mm. And I think I want to say my next thing is to like host types of things and, and be, I've done a couple of workshops, but I want to do that more consistently. Mm, I want to okay. empower people. So my, my mm. thing I always say is I, my passion is to inspire and empower people to be themselves and live without regret. Mm-hmm. And so that's the job title I would fully give myself. Yeah. That isn't necessarily something I could put on a resume, but mm-hmm. 
that's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. For sure. And that's what you're doing. That's why I was like every single post, like no matter what you're doing, whether you're like roller skating or yeah. you're, like, you're putting together like a huge like travel compilation. It's like all with like a similar message of like so much intention sometimes life on your turn yeah sometimes yeah. I'm like girl it doesn't have to be this deep but I feel like everything I just my big thing is ever since like numbers became such a thing on in, the internet I was like I don't care if only one person sees this if it has the impact that it's gonna have that I want it to have then it's a success yeah. if one person likes it and they got what they're supposed to get out of it then I'm happy yeah yeah and if they don't follow you like you never know what video is gonna be the first video That's they so see true. so it's like you're kind of re- like even with the podcast. I'm like I should probably reintroduce what the podcast is like every about time. Yes. every time instead of thinking like oh, the they same know. people. Yes. Yeah, that's actually you never point. know. You're right. Yeah, and I try to. Th- I need to think of that more. And it's not even that I. I don't have that mindset behind every post or mm-hmm. everything I do. It's more that I'm like. I need you to know. Like, I just need there to be a mess. I want, I like to have purpose behind posting, which is so exhausting, honestly. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just throw something up there willy-nilly, but I'm so overly intentional. And I think it comes with my age too, where I like, I just care about what I'm putting out there. Yeah. yeah. Like what you're putting your energy towards yes. even. Yeah, like the energy that people are going to get out of it. Yeah. Like yeah. you're going to, if you're going to create content regardless, yes. it's going to, it's going to be effort. Yes. I hear like, right. you know, if you, even if you do like a makeup tutorial and yes. you don't say a word, it's still work because you might as well like try <laughs> to get some, a little message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for putting it that yeah. way. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I really wish I could just be someone that cared less, but I do care. But I put my, like, I always say, like, save your fucks for the good stuff. Mm. Like, you know, I, it's not that I care what people think. I more care what people are going to think after seeing this thing. Like, okay, will this shift your mindset a little? Yeah. You know? Well, okay. So you said it was, like, the first time that you, like, heard it like that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, like, how long did it take you to even, like, get to the point where you, like, it's, like, strong enough for somebody to look at and be like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I, like, that's the impression I got right away. Like, how long have you been creating content with oh that intention? Oh, my gosh. With that intention? Yeah. I feel like I've always, before it used to be, I was okay with just being funny, which I am a funny girl. Yeah. I am, and I really want to I know, I had such a good time already. Yeah, <laughs> I am a funny girl. Yeah. It's just, like, that's not, the, like, the thing that I put out there the most. Mm. Um, but I actually have been creating content for, like, a long time. At, at, with intentional content, this has been probably the last like two, three years. Because I originally started vlogging. My first thing was like on YouTube, being a vlogger, but my ex hated it so much. And we lived together. So it was impossible to not have him in the footage. Mm. Bless that breakup because it freed me to be able to actually do what I want to do and film what I want to film and not feel so like I can't, mm-hmm. you know? Ugh. Gosh. Yeah. But, and you have like a variety of content. You have like the vlogging style. Yes. And then like, I was, I was like, did she go to like film school? Like the way. That's that so you, generous. No, the way that you put together, like, first of all, like some of your videos, I'm like, oh, there's like, how many scenes are in here? Like 20 different <laughs> scenes. And then there's like a message all the way through. And then the message like lines on a scene that makes sense for what you're saying. So it was like, I oh, it's you, like real film work. It's hard. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Amazing. We need to give transparency because oh, like. Yes. Do you know what? The people think that it's out here just so easy. To make yeah. It's really not. It's really the, the hours. I'm embarrassed. No, I'm not embarrassed. Take pride. Yeah. But sometimes a video will literally take me like a week because I have okay. to step away from it. And, I, and then I do like, I'll cut it. And then I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'll look over it again. And then I'll cut it again. And then I'll like, think about what I want the message to be and write a script for the voiceover. And then I have to line up the voice because my blog style is very unnecessarily complicated mm. because I like to keep original audio, but then weave in the message. And yeah. Like, <sighs> Yeah. Like, why am I like this? Yeah. No, but that's like, it's like your art. 
Yeah. It's nice when you think of it that way. Yeah. You can't put a timeline on creativity right. is what I realized. I'm like, but other people, but comparison is the thief of joy, obviously. Mm-hmm. It'll make you think you're not doing enough when you're doing the most. So. The absolute most. <laughs> yeah, the, absolute, the absolute Yeah, most. the absolute most. Yes, yes. I know, I'm like, so I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you? Yeah. Any creative person yeah. can relate. Whatever it is that you're creating, yeah. can you can relate. But that's when the passion comes into place because they say like... I couldn't do it if I weren't passionate about Yeah. It. I'd be like, bye, bitch. Like there's I'm no out. way it would be as good if you didn't like genuinely, genuinely care to the degree you care. Right. Like if you're just slapping some stuff together and putting it out there. I know, but some people do. Yeah. But even then, I think I I'm, I don't want to discredit people who like, it looks like they just slap it together, but there still goes into like even skits. You know, you're going to write the script. You're going to mm. skit. You're going to cast the people. You're going to go through the... So yeah. yeah, I think anything that even seems a little slapped together is still... There's it's still so effort. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, so when did it get to the point where you're like, okay, like I'm actually like a content creator now, I think. I still don't know okay. that I feel that but way. But you like you have like a, a decent size following. That's, like that's true. Yeah. I think like it's real. It, it, is it? Is <laughs> yeah. any of this real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get existential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, we will. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. No, I when did it start feeling real is when I started. This is, I hate attaching it to this, but when I actually realized, oh, I could make money off of this. Okay. When I was like, I'm going to quit bartending and I'm going to see. And, and that's when it really kind of became real because before it was more, you know, like a passion project for fun. And mm. I still have fun with it. But now to realize that this is something I can actually do, I want to attach that also to being a Filipino American. It was like not really seeing it as a job or ever really realizing that this is something is viable like is a viable option that I can be a creative and not work as a nurse and still be successful yeah. damn it you know yeah so but it I still struggle definitely I'm imposter syndrome goes hard I it really started becoming something I decided to own and be like I am a creator very recently mm. I would say at the beginning of this year oh maybe. wow yeah okay. so recently and I've been doing it for so long okay that only now am I like yeah I am oh you my know? gosh I am a creator Okay, can you tell me about the video with your dad, the Facebook video? Because that's the first video that I saw that I was like, "Oh, really? This is like, like a almost like a representation yeah. of what the podcast stands for." Oh, like, that's so the video like, you saw. That was the first. wow. That's perfect. It was it was crazy because yes. I just I don't even know. Actually, I follow one of your friends who's oh. a content creator as well. Okay. I, I, I don't remember her name. Something by something. Lisa. It has Probably. to be Lisa. It's a, yeah. Of course it's Lisa. Shout out Lisa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful content. Yeah. Like, oh, she's, she's been doing it for 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So, just, yeah. And it shows. And she tagged you and she was just like, just going on and on about like how yeah. great you are and how much you've oh, been there yeah. for her and stuff like that. I do remember. And I don't know why I clicked on it. I think I like I was just intrigued. Like, who is yeah. this person? Yeah. Like she, she was, was saying just, so many nice things. So many nice I things. I think I know exactly the post. Yeah. Talking. You helped her at an event and yes. you say like Create, and stuff like that. And I guess oh and that event is something that like I almost kind of dream about being a part of one day. Yes. So I think oh, I, I was like that. I was drawn I to it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so I clicked on it. And then the video with your dad, the campaign you did with Facebook was pinned. Yeah. I clicked on that. And the first question you ask him is, do you know what I do? And that's such a relevant question to ask like our parents. Totally. Like, especially with this day and age where there's so many jobs that were not a job. That did not exist. Well, yeah. like jobs, people are doing jobs today that didn't exist five years ago. Right. You know? So yes. like imagine like when they were growing up yeah. and, like, or they just started having kids and they had a vision for like who you were going to be in the world. Yeah. It's like totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, scratch all that. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it out, burn yeah. it. Uh, yeah, oh, I love that that's the one that you saw. That one's so near and dear to me, that that whole experience, because one, it is a perfect representation of me and my dad's relationship. It, I think it made a lot of people cry. Yeah, for some reason, they it was saw, really sweet. They saw themselves in there. Or yeah. they, you know, it was a way to represent even just being Filipino, which is like so important to me also. But breaking down like expectations and stereotypes, but also my dad had a stroke in December and then having that, like even just, I think that's actually what motivates me a lot of the time is going to future me and being like, what would I want to look back on and be proud of, you know? And like, that's what sometimes my motivators, like, because I lost my mom also, it's actually helped me be so intentional about my relationships and what I do now. So it's like, that's, that's really like the blessing in disguise from that whole experience too. It's, um, Yeah, I just feel like I'm so motivated because I don't want to do what my parents did. And it was so cool to have that post to show him what I actually do. And he actually knew. I was like, oh, you know? Well, the way he described it was really cute. He was was. like, you share your talents with the world. Yeah, something like that. It was very vague, but I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm grateful to have my dad who kind of understands and is supportive they like my family is supportive they you know it's very vague still what I do because mm-hmm. again I do so many things just to have them not I guess put it down or even judge me because it's so easy to judge that mm-hmm. this it's like well you're making videos I'll get sent packages and I live with my aunties right now and I'll get sent packages and I'm like I have to make a video and they're like what? like they'll just hear me in my room being the yeah. fullest version of myself and I just crack up I honestly crack up thinking of like what do they think this is like what am I doing yeah you know I think the hardest part is like when you haven't even figured it out for yourself like yes. it's one thing I to be wouldn't. like dad I know you don't get it but like I'm gonna buy you this house and yeah. it's like all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But like when you're first starting mm-hmm. and you have all those insecurities yourself, right. you don't know it's going to work. You are experiencing like all those self-doubts and financial insecurities, all the things that come with it. You're taking this like huge risk. So like having that little bit of support yeah. really goes a long way because you're like, I, I'm scared too. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you put it like that because it's so true. When, you know, when he, when you do ask me what I do, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm putting effort towards something in the hopes that it becomes something. That matters to me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's more, that is such a great way to put that. Cause I don't even think about it like that is like when they ask, it's not that I don't want to tell them or I can't explain it. It's more that I'm really not sure myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out also. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I was curious, like when you decided, cause I, in the video too, you're like, I remember growing up and being like really encouraged. Yes. I don't know if you were used the word encouraged. You might have even used a stronger word. I was pushed. pushed. Yeah. Push. So, yeah. I was gonna, like, <laughs> no, encourage is a little different than being pushed. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me say, let me stand up for your dad right now. Yeah. <laughs> say yeah. like he's encouraged. I was pushed. Okay. Of so, course. To be like, to be more of a, like a professional in the traditional yes, sense. Of course. That you're going to go to college and you're going to be a nurse or a doctor. A law- lawyer was the big one for me because I. That was a good one. Yeah. It's well, like, it looks a, good on the family. And I'm a talkative ass. Yeah. So oh, they, I, they knew. But I feel like the only time I really started realizing that that wasn't, not that I am not capable. I know I'm capable. It's more like, what would my energy be, energy be best used for and toward? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I started, again, with intentionality, because you really can do whatever you want to do. Like, once you wrap your brain about, like, I can really do 
anything I want to do. If the only difference between us and people who are doing the thing we want to do is that they didn't stop. They didn't quit. Mm -hmm. They didn't quit. That's it. You know, and that's like the success story of so many people is that they just, even when they were told no, they kept going. Yeah. You know? And so for me, I really realized, I think once, and this is going to sound so bad, but once my mom passed away, I had the freedom to like do what I wanted, Mm -hmm. which is like, I am so big on blessings in disguise Mm -hmm. because Things that are set to break you can actually make you. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you want to, you know, you, you put your spin on it. So it set me free for real. It really did to be like, you know what? I don't have to like people please or meet an expectation anymore necessarily. And I can just live for me because being Filipino, being a Filipino American is, it's another like hat you have to wear, mm-hmm. like without you even realizing that you're unintentionally or maybe without knowing kind of being guided and pushed to do things because of what is expected of you than what you actually want to do than what is true to you or you know yeah I mean that was like one of my questions too I was like how hard is and I, I mean it's not even how hard is it because it's definitely hard yeah but like the process of like just differentiating between what do I truly want? And what was I like made to believe I should want? Yes. And depending, there's certain things where it's like, okay, you tell me I should do this profession and I just, I don't feel it. Like, I don't even feel like I'd be good at it, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't feel inclined. It's almost like an easy, like, yes or no. Right. And even if you want to like satisfy your parents, it's like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to succeed at this. Right. But there's other things that are expected in terms of like time time milestones, things like that. Oh, yeah. That you Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? What? (laughs) (laughs) Getting married. Yeah. Having kids. Yeah. Doing the whole, yeah. Yeah. That whole bit. It's like, there's very like clear timelines and it's like, yeah, like the milestones that you're supposed to hit at, yeah. you know, certain points in your life. Yeah, and it's so seeped in that you don't even know yes. whether if you if you want it or if that's what you're supposed to want. And so, on, I see that so much. Yeah. I see that so much where people will, and I'm not going to judge because I understand you can't, I can't judge you based on with the environment you were in, you are a product of that. So if that's what you ended up doing, then it makes sense. But also you see it so often where people, people are settling over doing what, they actually want to do because of what is expected of them and then the let of what they're supposed to do to be happy or what's supposed to make them feel fulfilled or what's supposed to be, you know? And I feel like, oh, I wish more people would just take a minute, take a year, yeah, take a year by yourself. I think this should be a life requirement, two life requirements, I think should be working a service industry job. I think that's a necessary. And being a, by yourself for a year or traveling somewhere by yourself because you will find a version of yourself you didn't know existed mm-hmm. because we are so we're around people so much and we're in even in relationships because I've been a relationship girl my whole life until recently this is the longest I've ever been single but it's also the most I felt successful in my, my mind body and soul not like money although praise it's been great but being confident and and being the fullest version of myself so I yeah the expectation yeah can overpower what actually is meant for you. For sure. You know? Yeah. I love the idea of one year. I've never even considered one full year, but one one full year year would be great. Yes. Yeah. Because I, it's, we're, from the day we're born to whenever, we're always with people, around people. But you're going to be a product of the people you spend the most time with. To spend, you're like, just and not you? to say you can't work because like, right. like yeah you get to a certain age where it's like you don't even have the liberty to fully explore things without financial burden so right. it's like 
you're going to have to keep it moving in terms of like that. Totally. But like if, yeah, separating yourself from, we even talked about this in like one of my other episodes where yeah. it's like separating yourself from your like common environment and yes. rediscovering who you are is yes. a really big tool. So it's like the comfort zone is where dreams die. Mm. They say it a lot and it's like, it's true. Yeah. There's such a boundary of like comfortable is cool until it's really not until it's actually paralyzing you yeah and you'll feel it like you'll feel stagnant yeah which is terrifying because like when you get to a period where like nothing that your life is made up of Mm -hmm. feels like you anymore yeah where to go from there i think that's where like a lot of depression comes from too it's like you've lived your life so much by other people and what and you know and other expectations and 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 also we're in a society where you see every you can see what everyone else is doing and comparison is such a thief of joy you could actually be good but you won't think you are because you see what everyone else it makes me sad yeah like social media has such a a, a pro and a con for sure and that's why i think i want to show up the way i do i'm so so passionate about it because like one of the big ways I protect my peace is I won't follow people that make me feel bad about myself. And I always want to be someone that makes you feel good mm-hmm. about where you're all, wherever you're at in your journey, yeah. wherever you are in your journey, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Don't panic. It's fine. <laughs> and yeah, just trusting the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're doing, you're doing it by being an example of that, by not acting like you have it all figured out just oh, yeah. yet. My gosh. Like, so that's what, like, did you, did it take you time to get into like actually putting out content, feeling like I need to have it all figured out <laughs> before people can follow me and listen to me? Oh, that is such a... Because I think that's a fear a lot of people have. Yes. Like, why would anybody listen to me? When I haven't I'm not figured pro- it out. Yeah. When you could just be like, more so on the perspective of like, I'm just going to be me in the thick and ugliness potentially of my yes. journey. And hopefully you can learn something from it or join me or we can have some sort of like community, whatever angle you decide to go with. It. Right, relatability. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually what how my account started was <laughs> I was sharing when I was not a professional at any, I was terrible. So I, I started roller skating because of the pandemic. You know, we all needed a way to survive and be outside. So my sister, bless her, got me a pair of skates. I didn't ask her to because she found my size. And this was when it was like, it, you could not find your size. Everybody was roller skating. So she was like, you should start account to do an account to like follow your journey. And everybody was doing it actually. Everybody was showing how much they weren't good at it. Okay. And I was really good at not being good at it. I was terrible, but I didn't care because there was no pressure. You know, it was the pandemic. I didn't care. So I was, it, I was doing like a daily skate thing. You would do like day one, day four, day five of like whatever you're trying to learn on skates. and it kind of took off because I didn't care. I didn't care what it looked like. And I only wanted to show people that my big thing then was you only fail if you quit. And that's, I mean, I've taken that through like everything I do now. You only fail if you quit is a really big, I don't know if I call it mantra, but something I always say to people. And I started making like tutorials for beginners. And some people got mad at that because obviously I'm not a professional. Okay. But sometimes you need it. People learn differently, right? They need to hear it from somebody who who's, is closer who's to their themselves. journey. Yes. Yeah. Closer to okay. their journey. So uh, I've got a lot of people who were upset about me trying to teach people something I wasn't professional at. But it's not like I was out there saying, I'm a professional. Do this. It was more like, Here's what worked for me. I don't know if it's going to work for you, but let me at least share and try. And so I took that concept and I ran with it with the rest of what I do in my life. 
Okay. Yeah. So you kind of knew you were into like vlogging and things like I that. I had already always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but remember, the, I stopped because of my ex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when roller skating, I'm yes. saying it right. Roller yes. Skating. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> roller skating. Not roller yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I know how to do is rollerblading, but I need to get into it after I saw like how much fun you have. It's like, so much fun. Said, it's something you can do. Uh, why I love it is something yeah. you can do by yourself. It's right. Like, you know, yeah. And so that was like, you're like, let me try. Was it kind of like, I'm going to try this content angle? Or no. it's really, okay. I had no, like, that was the least intentional I had ever okay. been. Because I wasn't even like hyper editing anything. It was more like, I would just show a clip, caption it. And sh- and like, when I fell, when I ate shit, when I, or when I figured it out. And I'd be like, I would legit be like clapping for myself out loud. And I think people really liked uh, just how genuine I was. Because I wasn't, there was no, I wasn't playing a person. I wasn't trying to be anything other than myself. And the girl who was trying to learn something new in her 30s. Okay, so I was talking about all like the intentions behind your content. You actually have like a lot of challenges that I love. There was one of them um, that I, when I was thinking about like what I was going to do for the podcast, the idea of like trying something new and putting myself out there was like an idea of like a challenge I wanted to do at some point. And then I saw that you do that, but you have a few, you have the new rules, hashtag the new rules, hashtag 2020 me. Yes. And then the other one is the one where you try something new. Oh yeah. I'm always, yes. Or do what scares you is one of my things. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot. Okay. Damn girl. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all of them, all of them are like special in their own way. Let's talk about the new rules. Yes. Because that, of course, plays into the podcast too, where it's like, yeah, like let's observe what rules we're even following. Mm-hmm. Like, let's actually, like, Without even, yeah, because yeah. a lot of times you're just subconsciously like following this like path without realizing it. So, like, be conscious of like what you're doing, why you're doing it, mm-hmm. and then just start to scratch out the ones that are not working. Right. <laughs> and rewrite your own. Because, and so that's, I guess, that's your intention for that. Yes. Okay. Movement. <laughs> because I feel like we, it's so easy to just, we're born in society that tells you exactly what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I think about it, I, I thought about it because it really does not make sense for us to have all have the same path when we're born at a different time, born in a different place, are a product of our environment, learning from different people and learn differently. Like, how does it make sense that we're all supposed to do the same thing? At the same time. Make it make sense. Literally does not make sense at all. Then I realized this is all made up. Someone made up these rules in the first place, these things that we follow. But why can't we shape our reality? And once you realize that you can and you should and that you have every opportunity to every single day, then it was like, yeah, we're... I'm curious. Awesome. The question just came. What do you think is like the scariest one that you've been in, like have, indoctrinated? Yeah, like have like broken or tried to break. Like, what's the one that like scares you the most? Uh, that scares me the most. Oh, it's this is gonna sound so like, like the most challenging. I most guess. challenging. Okay. Yeah. Most challenging thing that I've been to. Oh, oh, that having fun is a waste of time. And I don't know if that's just being Asian American. Where like everything has to be productive. It has to be something that's working toward like a goal, like you're working on something. But it's like, if I'm not having fun, then none of this is, it's not going to come off the way that I want to do. I'm not using the energy. It won't be the right energy because for me, I always say, because like I'm fun size, I'm going to have fun. But it's, it's realizing that your best version of yourself is the one where you're happy actually. And redefining success, not to just be dollars in your bank account, but like, are you good? Do you wake up and feel joy, like excited? Are you, do you wake up and feel like you have energy and you're, you're doing something that means something to you, you know? And I, 
I do feel like, and this is not to invalidate, you know, the Filipinos who like uh, bless them. They, they come here, they work, they bring their family over, they send money back. They, you know, they, they do what was expected of them, but it's challenging the idea that that's all you're supposed to do. And that the only way that you're going to have, you know, purpose or success, success in your life is if you do the same thing that everyone's been doing. Mm-hmm. So like rewriting that whole script of like, nah, you know what, actually. So yeah, that was like a big thing for me as being, I talk about being Filipino American a lot because if you get it, the girls that get it, get it. And not saying that you don't get it, but it's like, so it's like breaking free of the shackles of, and it's mostly like your family. And so it's a very Filipino family thing to like, you'll just bite your tongue. So you say, yes, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. But do you want to? I like that. I like that concept of like your best self is your happiest self. Yeah. So like, like even if you put in the perspective of like you operating at like the highest frequency, it, it, that's it. that's the real you. Yes, like the dimmed down version when you're just like robotically going through steps through life. That's not the real you. No, you, at your highest frequency is like the most the purest form of who you truly are. So if you can find things like we were talking about before, of course there's responsibilities and stuff like that. But if you can find and make time, and that's something you talk about too, like scheduling and joy. Yeah, if you do that you can like consistently, you could just like feel what it's like to live within that space and even connect to who you are when, you, when you're feeling that way. It'll make a difference in anything else you do in life. A hundred percent. Your best, like- So that's why it becomes productive. Yes, it becomes exactly. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've heard this saying over and over and over again. And it's something that no one else can look out for except for you. And that's the problem is like, no one's going to tell you that the things that you should, or that- mean something to you and if you don't take the time to like figure it out or like give yourself permission is like the biggest thing is giving your own self permission to to do things just for the sake of doing them to do things not because it's going to make you another stream of income but because it just like brings you joy you know and to do things because it's it's okay to be bad at something too like (laughs) it's okay to fail failure actually is an option is another thing i'm big on is like why is it so so like there's such a stigma against like failure and i feel like this generation now is is kind of breaking free of that Mm -hmm. which i love but it's like how are you gonna know what you like unless you try yeah you know and at least you're just you're sifting through yeah even relationships i'm like was it a failure if i now know i'm never doing that again because like bless that i'm glad because now i know yeah no talking about failure like there's been so many times where like i want to do something let's say a little bit outside of the box yeah even moving to la things like that um, and speaking to my parents about it. And I remember telling my mom something I wanted to do that was like outside of the norm. And she like, she just was like a little bit like closed off about it. And of I was course. like, and I was like, what's like, explain to me, like what's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. why, Yeah. like, why is that your reaction? She's like, well, what if you fail? I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. So you're afraid I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But my perspective is failure is a part of the process. I don't see it that way. For me, every time I fail, I'm getting closer to figuring it out. So I don't see it as something to be sad about. And then she changed her perspective and then she wasn't afraid for me to try anymore. But when you grow up in an environment that has that essence where it's like, don't try because if you fail, you'll be heard about it. So switching that whole thing up and like being like, no, what did you, how did you say it? Failure is is an option. option. It is, it is. It's actually a necessity is what I've, I've so realized that. And I think roller skating really helped me is that like failure is a necessity. Like the, this is what's great about roller skating. It really like put a mindset that was physical and turned it into like a metaphorical one was that like 
you really will not get better unless you fall. You have to fall when you roller skate. People are like, what if I fall? I'm like, bitch, you are going to fall. Yeah. You Once expect you accept, fall. yes, expect it. That is happening 100%. If you apply that to life, like, oh, wait, that doesn't mean that I suck at this. That just means I need to try harder, do something different, try and, you know, try a new way. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh. And make it fun. Yes. Yeah. It's like, just laugh at yourself. Yeah. It's like, we're so serious about like, what if they find out? Okay, well, then let's normal. Oh, great. Let's normalize that this is actually a part of what needs to happen for yeah. you to get to wherever you want to be. 100%. You know? Yeah. Talking about like your, your move. Should, should, should I call the movements? I feel like I want to call the movements. But I don't know okay, if you yeah, call them that. Yeah, yeah, There's no wrong. You have a few movements. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, like the 2020 me. Yes. Um, so are they, do they kind of like overlap or did you have like very clear intentions for each one? So 2020 me came about because I do this thing, even with my age, where I, I am so cheesy. I'll call it something like 31 was 30 fun. Like I'm going to have fun. And even for 2021, I was like, this is 2020 fun. And 2022 was 2020. Woo! Like, and, and then 2020 me came about because this is finally the time where I went like went all in on myself. I love like that. I quit my job. I like was like, I'm going to commit to doing TikTok, <laughs> to doing Instagram, to like doing anything that I feel like called to. And so it was also about me not feeling bad as a recovered people pleaser to do things that are just for me or to say no to things because I want to do something for me or, you know, like and, and empowering myself and empowering other people to be to not feel bad about being quote unquote selfish. Like if being selfish is wrong, like, well, who else is going to look out for me? Yeah. You know, especially I hate to say it, but as a woman, you know, we give, 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 and people take, 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 but like who else, the only person who can give back to you really is you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I went through like so many stints of insecurity, like throughout my life, like just so many like ups and downs, kind of basically like an uphill battle to like really build confidence and like stand true in who I really am and like move forward in the world like that without worrying about what people are going to think about me or trying to bend or shape myself depending on who I'm around so I could be likable and I could be acceptable and that stuff. It's been a journey. But even something like this with the podcast, like it's vulnerable. I'm having to, yeah, I'm putting myself out there. I'm putting myself on camera for the first Mm -hmm. time, me speaking, me saying my opinions. Like it's all very vulnerable, but for the first time I'm doing it and I don't really care. That is the best thing you could do for your confidence. Like I randomly feel liberated. I think maybe it's just been brick after brick after brick. And I finally am at a place where I'm like, I'm just doing it. And I was telling a friend, I'm like, I don't feel that like, pullback that I used to feel like there's there were so many times I was like intending to release the podcast and I didn't because I just I like almost didn't have the heart to potentially stand up to any criticism or get any judgment like I wouldn't be able to like handle it so I held back and now I'm doing it I don't I like I'll post and I won't feel anything about it and my friend was like what how did that happen like what happened and I was like I just I'm putting myself first like it's more important for me to move forward in something I care about than what people have to say or what people think. <sighs> I finally got there. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Because that's such a, it's a lifelong journey. It's, it really is. To that's stop caring about the outcome, about what other opinions are going to be about it, but like anything, especially creatively and doing something like this is because no matter what, there's going to be eyes on it. And then once you realize like, listen, girl, no matter what you do, people are going to judge you. So you might as well do something that makes you happy and that you're passionate about. Yeah. Like either way, someone's yeah. going to have something to say about it. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so and happy it, for you. Thanks. And it's crazy how it can happen like spontaneously. Like, yeah, so it's just, like, switch flips. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy. So it's kind of like encouraging, like if you're on that journey where you're like building your self-confidence, your self-esteem, just your courage to put yourself out there. 
each each time is going to feel different. Like I may randomly, like for whatever reason, feel more nervous today than I did last week, just for whatever reason. But if you do it often enough and you keep moving down that path, eventually it's almost like a spontaneous thing where like, wait a minute, I actually don't care anymore. Or it's like a muscle that you've been, yeah, working, maybe you've been it's building. That. It's a maybe muscle it's that. you've been building. Because that's what maybe it is. Maybe that's I, a better answer. Totally. Yeah. Because it is. It's like the more you practice not giving a shit, the less shits you have there to give. There we go. That's what <laughs> that's it really is. What and it then is. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's kind of easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 And, and it's really, again, pushing yourself outside the comfort, com- your comfort zone. The more you do it, the easier that it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I am passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. It's like, yeah, travel solo, girl, do it. Or like, who cares? Like, start that account. Post whatever you want to post. Like, just we're all guilty of it. I still have moments where I'm like, <sighs> when I'm about to post something or I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who am I posting for? Am I posting for you or am I posting to be proud of me? You know, and refocusing. I even like, I sometimes have to have a routine, like a mental routine where it's like, okay, accept that someone's going to judge you for this, accept that this might not get a lot of likes, accept that, you know, this could flop. Or whatever you go back to like why are you your why is so important once you build your like your muscle of like why why am I doing this? Why is it for the numbers? No, is it for the clout? No, it's for the purpose, for the passion, for for me to be proud of of myself. I always think of like future me and like looking back on her and being like, I'm glad you did that. Cause you're not ever gonna I would rather make a mistake and fail than regret not trying or not doing it at all. Like the biggest thing you hear people say when they get older when because they've People have interviewed older people all the time. They'll be like, what's your, you know, something you wish you did or like their biggest regrets or having regrets mm-hmm. about not doing something when they were younger or when they could. Or Yeah. Know. I was listening to a pod- podcast yesterday. It's, I think it's called like how to be happy or something mm-hmm. like that. And they interviewed people in their 80s, men and women. Yes. And they said for men, the biggest thing that they regret is not spending enough time with their loved ones because they put so much time into work. work. And for women, and even a lot of these women at the time, they were saying, well, these are women that like stayed home and everything. Like yeah. they weren't even in the workforce, but their biggest thing was regretting spending so much time caring about what other people think. Wow. It's true though. Mm-hmm. It's so, oh man. Yeah. Put that somewhere. We need to put that somewhere because yeah. it's true. Like that is, and it's, again, I don't blame any woman or any person for caring. It makes sense that you do. Of course you care. Of course we're, I, I really thought about this too. Is like, even in school, you're taught like everything you do is announced or shared or like your wins are in front of everyone all the time. So even from a young age, you're taught that like the someone's opinion of you matters. You're constantly being judged. So like once you break free of like, I feel like this happens a lot. When people are home, when kids are homeschooled, I'm like, damn, they were really... Because I think about Billie Eilish. She was homeschooled and like she was really encouraged to just be whatever she, you know, mm-hmm. without worrying about but being judged. And I'm not saying school is bad, but it's like, wow, you're really, you're in an environment where everyone knows what you're doing. Everyone knows if you failed. Everyone knows if you're good at something or if you're bad at something. So you have like an image to upkeep. Yes. Yeah. From a young age. From a very young yeah. age. Yeah. I was actually having the debate of homeschooling with somebody oh, really? um, the other day and they were like, no, like there's something wrong with people that got homeschooled. Like their so- socialization is not right. See, I get that And too. I was like, but you could be intentional with socialization. You could put them in sports and different Right. Activities. Other ways. Other I'm ways. Like, yeah. Like I I was telling him at the time the story that I, I got bullied when I was like, uh, like a seventh grade and I actually had to leave schools and everything. Like it was bad. What were you bullied for? They just decided. Oh, like I just became oh, a target. Kid. 
Like, yeah, it was like a girl thing. Like oh, they were calling me like a slut and stuff. Oh and yeah, I was, like, eleven. Sense. Yeah, you were like, total home. Yeah, like, I know you're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I don't even know how to do this. Stuff. <laughs> you're telling me I'm doing it all the time. And well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, but um, yeah, I guess I just was like chosen as a target. I'm like, I'm like, that's the things that happen in school. Like you're, you know, so. Yeah, the whole debate of homeschooling. Yeah, 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 I mean, I really, of course, there's pros and cons to everything, but I really think of like how I feel like you're more encouraged to be yourself or like whatever talents you naturally have. Because the thing about school that bothers me sometimes is like, oh, we're all supposed to know the same thing and we're all supposed to be talented at the same thing. It, yeah. Again, all that stuff does not make sense. Yeah, to me. like customized curriculum yes. sounds interesting to me. That makes yeah. more sense. Or yeah, like, yeah. Let's bring back apprenticeships because, you know, mm-hmm. something you actually want to do that you care about, or you feel pulled to. So it's not like I was a bad student. It's yeah. not like, you know, I was, I did, but it was that what drove me was wanting to prove myself. Yeah. And, you know, that's what yeah. drove me. It's like wanting to be the star student, wanting to be the one, you know, and then now I don't. Yeah. Care at all. Yeah. Like the switch has been flipped yeah. and I don't care. I feel like some people are just like, maybe they were, they grew up in an environment where their parents really encouraged like them to be their own individual. Mm-hmm. And then other times, let's say somebody like in your position where it's like, it was kind of like a learning process oh, yeah. all the way through. It was probably like really hard emotionally being like, because you go through a period where like you are following it. Mm-hmm. And then that period where you want to break away, like it's it's hard emotionally. Yes. But like it's it's a great learning experience to be like to go through it and be like, no, I want something different. To choose for yourself. That's exactly. The biggest thing is to like choose for yourself. Yeah. Because there's so many things that people choose for you or like we don't realize that we're letting them. And it's almost like I say it's all the time. It's like people can only make you feel how you allow them to. And it's again, going back to like, your you choose your reality you shape your reality and even deciding that that is what you want to live by is a choice mm-hmm. and but how freeing it really is and how much more empowering it is once you decide no i'm not the person you think i am i'm not the person you're telling me to be and i'm not the person that even like you're seeing right now and uh, it is hard yeah. it's like a journey yeah it like, really is and it's a lifelong one it's mm-hmm. never it never stops that's what i feel like i want people to really understand too is that like that it never stops. The moment that you decide, eh, I'm good, is like, I think, the death of you, really. Yeah. Because it's, you, there's always more to, for you to learn about yourself and opportunities that will present themselves to you the more situations you're in or you put yourself in and that you challenge yourself. And because that's where my confidence came from was me challenging myself. Like, can I do this? Am I, you know? And even right now, or even doing what I'm doing now is like, it is challenging. Challenge, yeah. yeah, it is challenging. Yeah. Well, when I say you on my questions, one of the things like I kept reiterating, it was like, I feel like all your posts and your content talks about like self-acceptance, like really celebrating who you truly are. Yeah. And how I'm saying now, like there's kind of like a throwing pains when you're like, trying to figure out who you are, realizing you're not what people are telling you you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And there's that growing pain and deciding for yourself who you want to be. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was like, was there a period where you kind of like, hit like a low in terms of like trying to follow that path or just felt like your self-acceptance was like low and you're like, no, like this isn't happening anymore. Oh, it was, I think it was more like my self-love was, I had loved someone else so much more than me that I let myself be less me. Unintentionally letting someone dim my light because I wanted them to be more comfortable than me being comfortable to be me. Again, does not make sense when you say it out loud. Uh, But it was... This is what happened. I we had just gotten a dog, we had just signed a lease, and 
we had, we went to my best friend's wedding in Mexico and that was where it all came crashing down. Like, um, I like being open and honest. I had a, I got a DUI when I was 25, 26 or something. And it like spun my life around also. Mm. That was like another blessing in disguise. Had that not happened, I'm not sure I would be who I am today. Nothing really bad happened at all. I swerved. I got pulled over. No one was hurt. And I'm grateful even for that, the way that it happened. Mm. But I ended up being with someone who was that version of myself that I had worked so hard to not be. And I tried to help them be a better version of themselves of themselves by sacrificing who I am. And I think that's where it really, it helped. So we had the dog, we had the lease. And then we broke up after that wedding when he got obliterated. And then it was the pandemic. It was literally got the dog, (laughs) signed the lease. Um, Then we broke up. He moved out. I ended up paying for that portion that was by myself and then it was the pandemic and okay. it was like so it was like boom 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 yeah. and then then I was furloughed and then I had no job so it was like almost I hate saying there was like rock bottom it wasn't rock bottom it was like what showed me what I was made of and that's what really helped me so much to realize that oh, wow I actually am a better version of myself without you and without someone telling me that I can't be this foolish version of myself turning point in my life mm-hmm. turning point yeah I like that you highlight like because you were about to say rock bottom yeah and even when I was writing my questions I wrote rock bottom yeah. but it didn't feel right what I was trying to say is like there are periods of your life where like everything feels and sometimes it is crumbling like everything's just like yeah going when to ground wars. yeah going to ground zero yeah. but like when you hear stories of other people it's like oh it was actually like right after that, that the light at the end of the tunnel. Always. Yeah. Always. It always is. It so always that's why is. I like hearing stories like that. It's like, when did that like, whether you call it rock yeah. bottom yeah. or rebirth or whatever. Rebirth, yeah. It was the rising want... of the ashes, the yeah. phoenix for me, the yeah. phoenix moment where I like got my wings again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, and I, I'm so big on that. It's like, all, again, all the things that were, you think are made to break you can make you for real. Yeah. So to like, look at those moments, like as painful as they are, yeah. like, this is an opportunity for a new start. Yes. And like and to grow. Recreate, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, of course. And you're allowed to feel how you feel for sure. Of course. But it's what you do after. It's it's the what you decide to do after. And and I feel for people who like, you know, the I know I hate I feel so bad thinking that like the pandemic helped me so much. Because it, it did, it was one way or the other for a lot of people. <laughs> and for me, I'm grateful I had the time. Not for what happened, but that I had the time to like start over with myself and like learn who I am and what I want to do and like what brings me joy outside of a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. because as women, we're taught that the relationship is the end all be all. It's the one. Yeah. That's what you're working towards, yeah. right? When they see you, they're going to ask, like, more times they're going to ask you about who you're with, who you're dating. Yes. That's like, what, the, yeah. Are you going to get married? Whatever it is, totally. rather than like, what are you doing professionally? Yeah. Like, that's what, not, like, that's what are you working on right yeah. now? Yeah. What are you passionate about? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just rewrite that script. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's true. Because you're a representation of like, the self-empowerment, self-acceptance, all that stuff. I want to get into the workshop stuff. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like I don't know what it consists of, but I feel like there's probably like some really cool exercises that you could share that maybe people have done. And you're like, you know what? This little exercise that I taught people like really helps them tap into that or something oh, like along those lines. New. This is something I just started Okay. Doing. So, but it, I, I'm like, what are the strategies? What, are the strategies? what do you yeah. got? The first one I did was about empowerment, which I love that because that's like on my, my big thing. It's like you realizing that you are enough. So yeah, of course, everyone says that you start with a mantra is saying, I am enough. And I had everyone start with that. Like, I am enough, despite whatever you should, could, would, 
do or be that is expected of you, wherever you're at right now, is like, so it's like one of the big things I say is like, you need to talk to yourself more. You need to have where it's made out to be like, you're a crazy person. If you talk, have conversations with yourself, check in on yourself because again, no one else can do that for you. Um, another big thing, it's more like I give them a piece of my mindset that they can take home with them that really like hits you because, okay, one of the things I that I mentioned that was supposed to be good. Think about in all of time and space and eternity and the billions and billions of people that exist on this earth that will keep being born every single day, no matter what, somehow there will still only ever be one you. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No matter what. There will only ever be one you ever, ever. Mm -hmm. So like write your story, make your life the greatest movie, musical, whatever speaks to you that you could ever make it because there's only one. Your story is your story. That's it. Even if I have a sister, people think we look like twins. That doesn't matter. We're so different. And every single person on this earth has I, I really do believe it has a different purpose, a piece of the puzzle that they're supposed to be here or what they're supposed to do. And we get so lost in following what other people expect of us or what other people are doing that we forget to look for like, what is for me? You know, what's my, I'm one of one. I am one of one. So what's my one thing that I'm going to be remembered by? I also wanted to talk about travel. I mean, yeah, let's get into travel because like, I really, I just traveled to Europe for the first time ever, ever in in May. Like I'm like a new, new, new to like, I guess like a little bit of crossing the ocean. Yeah. Like, so, and then I, I go on your page and you're like, you've been basically all over the world. Yeah. And then I look a little deeper and I'm like, oh, she actually, not only is this like what she does, she incorporates it in her content, but like, She's turned it into like a revenue stream. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear more about how travel, like to that degree, came into play, like into your life, and then how you turned it into like yeah, yeah revenue something that stream. I do as one of the, as the hats that I part wear. of your job. Yeah. So one of like a pivotal point in my life was when I traveled solo. I, I found a hundred dollar flight to Ireland, hundred dollars, and I was like, I don't want to wait for someone to be down for me to go. So I bought it and I booked it. And, uh, and I went and that was the first time I ever traveled solo. And that was when I realized there's people need to do this. You need to go and see how other people live. And like, not necessarily even travel solo, but that's such a big thing for women, especially it's like traveling solo. So, you know, there's a stigma against Mm -hmm. it. You're going to get taken. The movie taken came out and then I traveled solo and my dad was like, really, you want to do this right now? And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> like, you didn't watch the movie Taken? I watched it after and then I yeah. understood. Yeah. <laughs> I made it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, it really helped me. Again, I, I always say this, you'll find a version of yourself you didn't know existed when you travel. Even if it's like with people, which I just traveled with my family, but even if it's solo, especially solo. And so it became something... I always loved traveling, but once I did it by myself, I was like, people need to do this. I need to talk about this more. So I actually vlogged that whole trip. I made one video and it went like semi-viral in Iceland because I was talking about how expensive Iceland was. Okay. They didn't like but that. But you really went like 
Yeah, I went out of LA. Oh, so like, like, it was like Iceland, Ireland. Yeah. Find, like, why didn't I just go to like Palm Springs by myself? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm a zero or Yeah, like I have a friend was like, I, her first solo trip was yeah. Nap- like going to Napa, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> well, I, like, I went to Iceland first time solo. I'm such an extremist. Yeah. Is my thing. I'm like zero or a hundred. I don't know if it's because I'm an Aquarius or what. But yeah, I <laughs> solo traveled and then I came back and then it just became, I, I always talk about how like, you you need a reset to be your best self. Also, it was like, I need something to look forward to, or I need to go to a different place. And it's such a a way to like treat yourself in a way that isn't like talked about necessarily a lot is that like traveling is a treat. It is. And and I know it's a privilege too. Um, But I started traveling a lot and talking about how people need to do it. And then I started that account, the skating account. And I was reached out to by a company called Trova Trip. And I had always already, I don't know if I manifested this, but I had already always wanted to like, I wonder how I can get like a group together and like make it, you know, something that people want to do or like go with me if you're scared to do it by yourself. And then they reached out to me like, hey, would you be interested interested in this? And it low-key sounded kind of like sketch. I was like, I don't know you. Why would we trust you to like give you all our money? And then I like did some research. Actually, we met via Zoom and I like talked to them and I was like, this is a total viable option for me to do the thing that I had always wanted to do, which is encourage and empower. Specifically, I want to say women. I have some guys on this next trip, specifically women to travel. And like, if you can't do it by yourself, you don't have friends that are down, like I will be that friend. Like, let me be the one. I don't even care. And if I, it's with strangers. I go, I go yeah. with strangers. Yeah. So this is my, I'm, I'm hosting my third trip, but um, it's become something where it's like travel and empowerment. It's like you being around other people, like-minded people. And then it encourages you also that whoever you are is great. It's a bit much. <laughs> I'm nervous. It's, it's a bit much like on this end. They're close. They're closer. Yes. Like at this point, I can like, hear it. I want to. I want people to listen to what you're saying. I'm like, this is insane. I heard when I, they only mow the lawn when you need to record. This is. And I can't, <laughs> and I, I can't see them. They're just like these like invisible shit disturbers. <laughs> they're like below us. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't know where they are. I want to ask. Like, can you stop for literally? Oh, right there. He's cutting trees. A tree? Yeah. Like a whole. Job. She really asked him. <laughs> yeah, they, they're gonna do it. <laughs> they're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is good BTS. She asked. He asked, and you shall receive. You don't. If you don't ask, you don't know. You won't know. Because wow. I was like, how much longer is this gonna be? He's like probably like twenty five minutes. I'm like, oh, oh shit. I'm like, I need like five minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, we'll stop and we'll clean. I'm like, wow. All right. <laughs> this is like one of those things where it's like, what's what's the harm in? Yeah. And someone saying no. Instead of me just sitting here struggling. Yes. Like, I like, just ask. But if they say no, then they say no. Exactly. What's the worst? Thing? Yeah. Like, yeah especially in this city, get, getting no, getting used to being told no. Is, oh, my. You know? <laughs> it's like asking, like, what time? Like, it's like <laughs> being rejected. Like, totally. Rejection is empowerment. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. It's like, okay, you're still going to do it? Then? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, that was impressive. I'm like, okay. That okay. was something with, like, um, women and, like, aging. Like, I feel like women are, like, afraid to age. I, I hate but, that. But, like, I sad. feel so much more confident and comfortable in my skin now. Oh, yes. Like, I'm, much rather be this person that can yeah. be like, this is what I want. I'm going to yes, go exactly. ask for it. Then like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's really good. So I think I, there's, do you think it comes with age for me? Yeah. Like, well, like muscle, but I think my mm-hmm. muscle took like 15 years 
yeah. to build. And now I'm at a point where like, I really just don't care about a lot. Yeah. That's, that's the most, this is, this is how I know you're going to do well. Because once you really like detach yourself from an outcome or an expectation, like that is, I think that's where people really thrive. Like, yeah. girl, yeah, you're going to be powerful. unstoppable. It's you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. That's but what that it is. is a message in terms, like one thing we didn't touch on, we're going to get back to the traveling, yeah. but one thing we didn't touch on is the fact that like, there's this stigma that women go downhill at 25. I think you put 30, but I was like, oh, in my environment, like where uh, I grew up, younger? it was like, I was like 23, 24. And they're like, wait, where were you raised? Montreal, oh. which is like a little bit of a traditional city. I, okay. don't, I don't know why, okay. but it, well, yeah. It's like kind of like what you were saying about like being first generation. Like yeah. a lot of people in Montreal are like first, max, second generation, oh, like wow. very cultural. Okay. It's like the, the idea is like get married and have kids by like 25. Oh yeah. That's actually your like old maid. At- yeah. And as like a woman, it's like, there's no way you're even going to look good past 25. So try to catch a man before that. Oh my gosh. And I I remember literally being like 23 and people were like, you better like get your life while you can. And I'm like, oh my God. And I would, I would like agree with them. I'd be like, I know, like I don't have much time and I'd be stressed. Like I spent so much time being afraid for my future, Mm -hmm. thinking I'm not going to have any opportunity professionally for love, for anything past the age of 25. Right. And now like saying like, I'm just so much more comfortable in my skin. Like I much rather be this age. Yes. In my thirties, mid thirties, whatever. Then my young twenties, whether or not society says I look better or not, like I really don't you care. You couldn't pay I feel me to go back so to my much 20s. better. No, you couldn't pay me. You Honestly. really couldn't. There's not a dollar amount you could put there for me to go back. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather be poor and feel the way I feel about myself than go back to yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. A part of the pain that like motivated like the topic of this podcast was yeah. like that feeling of just, yeah, insecurity, like feeling lost, feeling isolated, feeling I'm not good enough, all that shit. And then wanting to create a space where it's like, you can feel like empowered Mm -hmm. to be who you want to be. So yeah, just to say the stigma of women getting older is not real. It's not real. (laughs) Yeah. You know who created that? Men. Yeah. So don't speak to me about what you think is going to happen to me when (laughs) I, you know, and I honestly, I look, and feel the best I've ever right. felt. Like, for real. Yeah, that's a real thing, too. That's another, like, lie, basically. It's it is like, a lie. You're not gonna, like, you're not gonna physically, <laughs> like, your appearance, your attractiveness, like, trust right. me. Like, you're getting hit on just as much, if not more, in your 30s. Yeah, like, Don't worry about actually. it. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be don't there. Worry. Don't worry. They're still thirsty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're still gonna... At all ages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be good. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. But anyways, yes. <laughs> back to like living the life of mm-hmm. your dreams. Oh. I really, because I don't know, for me, like traveling is such a beautiful thing. I completely agree with everything yeah. you're saying in terms of the benefits and then it, finding a way to turn it into your income yeah. and include other people is amazing. Yeah. What were you saying? Because I completely oh, no. cut uh, you off. What was I saying? You're right. I was saying Trover Trip reached out to me yeah. in an, um, tr- like basically made it, they make it so approachable, affordable, and um, attainable for for people to travel. Is what I really liked about it. Like it seems kind of like like why would I why wouldn't I just do this myself? But you cannot put a price tag on uh, convenience and on not being stressed out, really, especially for travel. So that's what I really loved about it is that they set everything up. Like you work with them to create an itinerary of the timeline of like things you want to do. Do you want to throw in a workshop here? Like you're very involved, but I really love that it bundles it for people and creates a kind of like if you and your girls wanted to go on a trip, but like didn't want to do any of the planning or figuring out or 
there's like a local guide with you the whole time. So like someone who knows you're not going to get ripped off. That's a big thing. Cause when you go other places, especially being a woman and they're with you the whole time, like, yeah. you know, and then it's like getting transportation. Like you don't have to worry. They take care of that. So the first time I was kind of like, Oh my gosh, I hope this goes well. Especially when it's like a bunch of people who don't know each other. You know, how many people is it? Uh, it's up to, 24 now oh but my first one was 10 okay and i thought that was great that was a great starting point because okay what the, the truth is you make more if more people go right but the first two i was like i just want people to go i just want this to be a, a, something that encourages people to do this um and i actually on my first trip had a couple of um women who had never traveled before mm. and so and that was like oh, this is exactly what i was hoping for um but the reason that i was I feel like I was able to make this into something that I do because I don't think everyone should do it. I generally don't think everyone should do it if you're not somebody who like is really passionate about it because it will become more work for you than it will become something that you mean, is rewarding. You mean like hosting travel yes, trips? Yes, it's like, okay. you know, because you need, there's a different, like you are technically working, you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're on. And you're, sure. you're like responsible. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, you're responsible for yeah, people. Yeah. It's like being a parent. Yeah. Um, but you have like, like a chaperone. A, yes. Yeah. Chaperone, but you actually, you have, you're the chaperone, but then you have chaperone who is a local who that is so helpful. Um, but there's people on there who like are you know, like food influencers, yoga, or just like travel, hiking. There's so many different um, trips that they provide to people who were really focused on whatever it is that you're interested in okay. is what's really cool. And so depending on the destination, um, like I did a Bali one and that was just for the girls who had always dreamed of going to Bali. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, 18, 20 hour flight. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if anyone necessarily would do that by themselves, but to meet there and like be in a space that you've only ever dreamed about to actually make it happen. That already was empowering. Like, you did that girl. You did that. So yeah, I, I think this is just something I'm always going to do now, but it is so nice that it has become a way for me to, it's like, I always say you should have something that is for your passion and was something that's for your paycheck. And that this combines both is like a dream. It mm-hmm. really is. So how does it work in terms of like, as a company, do they take a percentage? Yes, like you they get definitely paid? take a percentage. So okay. like some people think that, and I like to be honest with it, that they take a big cut. But for me, you can't put a price tag on someone organizing it for you. Like to, to put that all together yeah. for yourself yeah. is really like... Hostel stays, activities. They organize it all. Lunches, dinners, okay. transportation, pick up from the airport, drop off at the airport. Like, yeah. So your role really is like the marketing. Yeah, it is. That's the yeah. idea. Okay. You're, I mean, getting someone to commit to paying and going thousands. on a trip with you. Yeah. Thousands to going on a trip with you with someone you've never met. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you think I'm crazy? You're crazy. You go to a trip with a stranger. Yeah. One of the big ways I get people to book is I say, just the truth, which is, Strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. And when you're in an environment where you only have each other, there is such a bonding experience there. Like it's just built in to the trip. It's a, it becomes an immediate bonding experience. I still have a group chat with the first group that I went with. Um, and then the other thing I say is like really meeting a version of yourself you didn't know existed and showing yourself that there's more to whatever you're doing. Like, and cause it's such an eye opener, you know, like you just travel too. It's such an eye opener when you see how other people live and how life can be, mm-hmm. um, especially now with social media, I think it makes it easier because you can actually see what goes on in other places. Like, oh man, I want to yeah. see that. I want to try that. Yeah. I want to taste that. So social media has really, I think, also encouraged travel to mm-hmm. be something you should do. Mm-hmm. Not just for the gram, but for the growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just being exposed to like different values. Yes, like really exactly. just that. And then like comparing it to yourself or like different ways of living. Like in Europe, we're like yeah, where the emphasis, well, Italy and Greece. Oh. 
And like, I feel like there was like a strong family value. Like there was like a strong like host thing. Like they're passionate and it's very important like how they host people. There were so many things where I was like, it's really cool to go somewhere else where you take their value system, Mm -hmm. kind of compare it to your own. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you end up changing. It's like you take what they're showing you or how they live, compare it to your own and figure out your little in-between that makes sense for you. Yeah, again, it's like shaping your realities. Like yeah. going to other realities yeah. and then creating your own via that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was even, I was saying to someone recently, because like there's almost a little bit of a guilt like when you travel a lot. You're almost like, it's like it feels... Should I be home more? Yeah, yeah like, like if, it's, yeah, it feel, it's true. You, you almost feel like overprivileged or something. And people have made me feel that way too. I saw that in your comments yes. where they're like, how do you travel so much? You're like, well, and then you got, you have to get real about sacrifices yeah. and like what you value and what you put your money towards. Like That's really you said, like I'd rather experiences over things, things mm-hmm. like that. And so I was having a moment where I was feeling like guilty about doing so much travel. And I was like, sometimes it's not even about like the travel. It's not like, I'm not even seeing it as a vacation. I'm seeing it as like character development. It is. It is. That is such a great way. Let's reframe it because it really is not just not like just, it's not even like you have to do like bougie trips for it to be. It's not that. You could go and just throw yourself into a new culture and see what it does for who you become. Totally. And how it becomes part of you. Like your new, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's character development. That's what it is. all for the plot and it's all for exactly. the character development of your movie that you're living. That's how I felt. Yeah. I came up with it and I was like, that's, it feel, almost feels like silly, but that's how I feel. That's true though. Yeah. To get out of the guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, it does feel, you know. But I was like, yeah, I'm not just trying to vacation. Like, yeah. I need this for my character development. Yeah, that's true though. <laughs> yeah. And also, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I do deserve a vacation too. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I hate feeling guilty for, it's like the, the productivity things, like fun is a waste of time. Yeah. You can have fun. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yes. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to get to the last question. Oh, I love it. And it's funny because I don't know if I normally put this like on my list of questions that I send. Okay. But I definitely didn't send it to you. So I'm surprising you with this for sure. Okay. This is an interesting one for you because like you stand for this and so much of what you do. But the question is, if you could break the mold on one thing, what would it be? Oh man, one. I know. Only and that's why one? I'm that's that's my like, problem it's, it's now. Tough for you. You have like six different movements happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one thing, break the mold on one thing. Man, uh, now I wish I prepared. Yeah. Uh, no, not even like that. It's just like I'm so passionate about some. If I had to only choose one thing, all right. All right, I'm going to go back to one that I did say because I am passionate about it because it has made me. I am, I am a collection of failures and I want it to be that failure is an option. It is an option. It's a necessity. You need it to become whoever you're supposed to be. Like it, you need it. So embrace it. Let it be part of what builds you into whoever you're going to be or you're supposed to be. Not even supposed to, but want to be who you choose to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank, Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you. It's a, I feel like we were just like hanging out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I could I could go a few more hours. Yeah, me too. We'll, we'll cut it because they say this is the optimal time. We're on a time limit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I really you. am. I appreciate you. You said so many nice things about me. Yeah. I didn't know. No, this was great. You made this so much fun. Uh, <laughs> fun size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Thank you. And that's it. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. I appreciate you listening through. As always, feel free to connect with me. Tell me what you thought, any lessons you learned, any questions that came up. Even if it's something that you just want to debate, I'm always open to communication and just any feedback you have on the podcast too. Thank you for being here. I'll see you in the next episode.